Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. I'm not quite sure how um, Pastor Julie thought I was um, capable or, or, or experienced enough to do this, but I trust her, and I pray that we'll all um, get something from God's Word and have a little fun while we're doing it. So first, I want to start with a little joke. I want to talk about an elderly lady here in Smyrna. This elderly lady would go out on her front porch every morning, Terry. She would raise her hands up to the sky, and she would say, praise the Lord for this day. And she'd do that every day. And she would do that week after week after week. Then one day, an atheist moved in next door to her. Well, that didn't bother her a bit. Every day, Marianne, she'd still go out there, raise her hands up to the sky and say, praise the Lord for this day. Week after week after week, Bill, she would say this. Then one morning, the atheist got tired of hearing it. She went out and did her praise the Lord, Sandy. Didn't bother her a bit. The atheist said, there is no God. Didn't bother her. Next morning, she went out and did the same thing again. So finally, back in the wintertime, she went out one morning and said, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for this day. The atheist jumps out on his porch and says, There is no God. Didn't bother her a bit, though. About a week later, she went out Praise the Lord for this day. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can I get anyone a praise here? Can we, can we have some praise in this church? Praise, praise the, the Lord. Lord. She said, praise the Lord. I am starving and I have no groceries. The atheist didn't say a word. Not a word. The next morning, she went out to Terry and said the same thing again. She said, praise the Lord, Susan. But she looked down. There was two bags of groceries next to her. Praise the Lord, you have given me groceries, Bill. Just then, the atheist jumps out of the hedgerow and said, there is no God. I bought those groceries and put them there. She never missed a beat. She said, Praise the Lord. I have two bags of groceries, Lord, and you made the devil pay for them. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Little history about Mother's Day. As I was doing some research on Mother's Day, I had the question of, you know, how did Mother's Day get started? So as I looked it up, I found out that a lady by the name of Anna Jarvis in 1908 was trying to find a way to honor her mother for the sacrifices her mother made. So she went to a 
businessman in Philadelphia by the name of John Wanamaker. And John Wanamaker put up the funds so that she organized and set up the first Mother's Day celebration in West Virginia (laughs) in a United Methodist Church. (laughs) 107 years ago today was the first celebration of Mother's Day in a United Methodist Church in West Virginia. President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. Today we give thanks to to God for our mothers. It's a special day of celebration. And I just have to tell you, as I was preparing for this, I could feel the Holy Spirit running right down the back of my neck (laughs) as I thought about my precious mother and my wife. It's a special day. I want to acknowledge, though, that there is some out here who may hear or be listening that may struggle to celebrate Mother's Day. Someone who may have lost their mother. Someone who lost a loved one that was a godly mother to them. So please know, if you're struggling for whatever reason, please know we're praying for you. And we just hope through God's word, and the love of Jesus Christ, that our message will provide some healing and encourage you to become the mother of the, that God is calling you to be or to provide healing to you if, if it's a loved one that you've lost. The sweet fragrance of Jesus is reflected through our mother's grace. I selected this because my mother loved rose bushes. She had 25 of the most beautiful rose bushes. And mom, she would take and she would water them. She would feed them. She would weed them. And she made sure that they were always healthy and beautiful. But you know, when I think about it, and some of you may have known my mother, but when I think about it, that's just how mom treated us. She fed us. She made sure that we had what we needed. Not always what we wanted, but what we needed. And I can remember there's, been, there's times, too, when she did a little pruning when we needed that, too. <laughs> so today I want to share three gifts. Three sweet fragrances of Mother's Grace. And then I want to talk a little bit about God's Word. And then illustrate how I see that my own life's experiences with my mother. The first sweet fragrance of Mother's Grace was her unselfish sacrifice that she made for us. And it was a sacrifice. The second sweet fragrance of grace I want to talk about was her, un, was her faithfulness. And last but not least, certainly, was her unconditional love. So as we go through this, when you find out that we're getting to unconditional love, you know I'm about to done. I'm about done. So please don't go to sleep. The first sweet fragrance of grace is is the unselfish sacrifice. And the Bible teaches us in 1 Kings 3, verses 16 through 26, about two women who went to King Solomon to settle an argument. Both of these women lived in the same house, and both had a child about the same time. One night, one of the women 
accidentally rolled over and smothered her child. She got up during the night and she switched the child with the other woman. So when the other woman got up the next morning and she found the child was, has, was dead and she looked closer and she found out, this is not my child. So she went to the other woman and said, what have you done? You have switched our children. And she denied it. So that took them to King Solomon. So King Solomon heard their arguments, made the decision that I will cut the child in two and give each woman one half. Can you imagine that? No. So the first woman, the real mother, said, do not cut this child in half. I want this, I want this child to live. Give it to the other woman. Unselfish sacrifice. So King Solomon made the decision He looked at him and said, I will not cut this child in two, but I'll give it to the real mother who who was unselfishly sacrificing to keep this baby alive. Praise God. Amen. Many of our mothers sacrificed their lives, their careers, their sleep, and their bodies. Just like Jesus' selfless act that marred his hands, his feet, and his sides. Mothers do the same thing. They're marked with stretch marks, tears and scars with stitches. These marks identify how they unselfishly sacrificed themselves to partner with God in raising up our children. The godliness of a mother has a great impact on a child. Our mom sacrificed a lot for our family. She was the youngest of 13 children. She grew up by some standards as being poor, but was richly blessed by a loving mother and father. Her siblings helped raise her. Her clothes were hand-me-downs. She always worked around the farm like the rest of the kids. But one of mom's greatest sacrifices was this. She never had a high school diploma. They had to go to work to survive. But mom never let that get in the way of her education. She continually learned. God gave her a keen mind for math. Now, my mom couldn't recite all the scriptures, but the scriptures were reflected through her life, how she lived. I know mom sacrificed a lot for us, but never complained. She did without material things that she needed and gave us things that we wanted. And as I think about it, I grew up pretty selfish and just wish that I had taken more time to thank my mother for all the sacrifices that she made for me. Sacrifice is giving up something we need to help someone or or for the sake of something else. It's not a sacrifice if we don't need it. Have you thanked, this is the question, have you thanked God for the sacrifices your mother's made for you? Have you thanked God for the sacrifices your mother's made for you? 
Sweet fragrance number two. Mom's faithfulness. The Bible teaches us that it's vital for mothers to be women of faith who teach their children to trust the Lord. And I like how faith is described in Hebrews 11.1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Two words describes mother's faith, trust and confidence. Trust in believing God's word and confidence in believing God's promises. Paul described Timothy's faith through his heritage this way in 2 Timothy 1.5. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you which first dwelled in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm sure it is well within you. Paul knew that Eunice and Lois were faithful Christians who trusted the word of God and had confidence in his promises. They communicated their strong faith to Timothy, even though his father was probably not a believer. Mothers and grandmothers fulfill a unique and special role in the upbringing of children in our society. When a mother's faith in Christ is so great, there's a strong chance that their children's faith in Christ will be just as great. And I really believe that a godly household produces godly children. Our mom was faithful. She trusted God's word and had confidence in all of his promises. She put all of her hope and trust in the Lord, and it showed in the way that she lived her life. And also in her relationships with family and friends. My mom lost my dad when he was 58 years old. They had worked together at our family business for years and were just starting to enjoy life travel a little bit, and then dad was called home. But you know, my mom never lost her faith in Christ. She would go to that chapel downstairs at the 8.30 service every Sunday. She always made sure that she remained faithful to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, regardless of the struggles in life that she had. Nine years after my dad passed away, My youngest brother, Randy, died in a tragic car accident. He was 36, left behind a little girl. My mom always stayed in touch, made sure that the little girl, our our niece, always had what she needed. She never lost her faith. She continued to go to church and worship Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Three months after Randy passed away, my oldest brother died. She lost two children within three months of each other. Through all the pain and the suffering of losing dad and losing two brothers, mom remained faithful. She trusted God for her strength. Her strength came from him. I've always loved the quote from Mother Teresa that said, Be 
faithful in small things, for it is in them that your strength lies. Our strength comes from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to get us through the times that are difficult. Wait for it. This is sweet number three. Everybody still awake? (laughs) Mom's unconditional love. The Bible teaches us in Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, that Moses' mother, Jochebed, was one of the bravest women in the Bible. Jochebed defied the king who had ordered that her son Moses was to be killed at birth. When he became a little older, he kept her for, he, he, she kept him for a few months. And then she asked her, his oldest sister, as they placed him in a little boat and put him out in the river, please watch him and make sure that he's okay. God directed that baby Moses to the Pharaoh's daughter. God is amazing. What he does in our lives is just amazing. The Pharaoh's daughter took Moses as her own child. And you know what the real beauty of the story is? Jacobi got to raise him. (laughs) Jacobi loved Moses so much, loved him so much, that she was willing to take and defy the king and sacrifice her own life to make sure that Moses lived. Of course, another great story of a woman in the Bible is Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. How faithful was she to give a child birth when she was still a virgin? Mm, Doesn't it give you chills? God gave her the great responsibility of being Jesus' mother and us the gift to receive and share the unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Our mother showed us the meaning of unconditional love. To her, love was a verb. It wasn't a noun. Love was something you do. Love the feeling is the fruit of love the verb. It's what you receive when you give love. She did it without any expectation of anything in return. Only when we can give love without hesitation or expectation of something in return can we truly experience unconditional love. My mom loved and respected the difference in all of us, and we were all different. Sandy's laughing. She knows the family. She knew that God gave us each one different gifts and talents. She gave my oldest brother, Terry, she gave him the brains. (laughs) She gave my sister the good looks. And she gave my youngest brother the personality. And me, well, that just proves God has a sense of humor. (laughs) Oh, my. I love this, this quote from Stephen Covey. It says, If parents will obey the laws of love, they encourage their children to obey the laws of life. 
The question I ask is, have you thanked God for your mother's unconditional love? So this morning, I want to thank you for allowing me, a sinner, to share God's word with you and some special stories about my mom. I hope that you take time today and thank God for your mother's unselfish sacrifices, her faithfulness, and her unconditional love that she has for you. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the sweet fragrance of Jesus found in our mother's grace. We pray for all mothers. We pray for those who have been blessed by their mother's grace through Jesus Christ. We pray for those who may not have experienced a mother's grace and love and hope that this message brought them some encouragement to become the mother that God is calling them to be. We pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.